Welcome to Bedtime Fairy Fails, where every fail deserves a tale. I'm Kim. This story was sent in by Michael W. in Utah. This is a story that has everything from skeletons to castles to anger management issues. I give you monkeying around. Once upon a time, there were a group of heroes who had been chasing a vampire necromancer around his castle for ages. Everyone was tired of being there. It felt like they had been trapped in a never-ending Scooby-Doo chase scene. After much running back and forth across hallways and several lost pairs of glasses, they had finally cornered the necromancer in the dungeon. Let me set the scene for you. Our heroes are hiding in one room at the end of the hallway, and about 40 feet away at the other end of the hallway, and technically next door, Vladdy the Batty is holed up, waiting for them. And just like a good serial killer, after this much chasing, our heroes are not about to let him leave here alive. Our heroes are lobbing everything they've got at this guy. Darts, shotgun pellets, crossbow bolts, and some really hurtful insults. All your friends are dead. Go bang yourself. Meanwhile, Vladdy is throwing down some pretty powerful fireballs and lightning spells. And this means that our heroes are actually taking a bit of a beating, whereas Vladdy is only nursing some very hurt feelings. (laughs) All your friends are going to be dead. Now, one of the party members was a monk. He was incredibly strong to start with, and had spent most of his journey hunting down magic items to buff himself up even more. Now pair that with some anger issues from being abandoned in a monastery at a young age, and we have a recipe for disaster. The monk peeks around the corner to get a feel of the room. Vladdy is casting from behind two enormous reanimated skeletons. Each skeleton is dressed in full plate armor and equipped with tower shields. So trying to rush up and punch this guy is a terrible idea. So he decides to run up and punch the guy. The monk gets about halfway down the hallway and stops. Something just feels off. Where are the fireballs? Where are the lightning bolts? He decides the best option is to throw another dart and one more particularly hurtful insult. Hey, get a tan, you... you Pasty toe! Vlad's lip trembles a bit, but he quickly composes himself and finds his resolve. Vladdy makes eye contact with the monk. Neither blinks. Then the necromancer begins to smile. One of those creepy smiles that every bad guy has. You know the one. And he raises his hand, presses his finger to his thumb, and... Snaps. The monk braces himself. Surely he's about to be turned into dust, or a frog, or something else extremely inconvenient. Instead, a small blue light appears next to him. The monk studies it for a moment, but can't figure out what the heck it is. So what do you naturally do with a mysterious pulsating orb that the person trying to kill you just snapped into existence? You grab it. The monk takes about half a second more to see if he can figure out what it is, but touching it did not help him at all. He does, however, come to the conclusion that he should absolutely use it to punch Vladdy in the face. 
He takes off running down the hallway as fast as his legs could carry him. He's nothing but a blur. He leaps over the skeletons like a graceful gazelle and comes down hard on old Vlad, fist first. And not just a fist. A fist wrapped in a cloth that had been blessed with fire and contained a small blue mystery light. It was super effective. So before I describe the carnage that follows, it's important that you know what this monk was holding in his hand. It was a... Delayed fireball. And when his fist made contact with Vladdy the Batty's face, that fireball exploded. Vladdy's entire torso exploded all over the place. There were guts on the walls and brains on the ceiling. It was disgusting. <laughs> and with the sudden loss of their master, both the guard skeletons also burst into giant fiery balls of death. All the exploding everyone was doing caused some pretty significant structural damage to the castle. Cracks ran up the walls and snaked across the ceiling in a flash. And soon, the entire room was collapsing in on itself. The rest of the party, being only a few feet away at the other end of the hall, suffered the consequences of this one monk's refusal to take anger management. They take a pretty bad hit, but ultimately, they all survive. After the dust settles, they crawl out of the wreckage and search for any sign of the monk. It doesn't take long for them to realize there's nothing left. The entire room and everything in it had just been vaporized. The entire party was absolutely devastated. You see, the monk wasn't just a monk. The monk was their friend, their comrade, and most importantly, he was the one who had been carrying their bag of holding. All that loot, all those irreplaceable translations, everything, gone. As they make their way back towards the stairs, the rogue stops for one last look at the rubble. Just before she turns to leave, she whispers, Take move, man. The end. This story was sent in by Christian King. This is a tale about the power of friendship, and also about the power of Christian's barbarian strength. This is The Battle of the BFFs. Once upon a time, in this small party of heroes, there is a barbarian fighter named Thorvain Strength Mountainborn. Strength was a giant, hairy beast of a man with an undercut, a beard, and enough glistening chest hair to make Gaston himself jealous. And our hairy Goliath had a best friend. The best friend was a tiny little gnome wizard named Zildon Flitvik. They did everything together. They fought monsters together, they went to parties together, they slept together at their separate campsites. They were like those videos of a lion befriending a puppy. Adorable. Now this group of heroes had managed to piss off a different group of people, which of course, that happens a lot in D&D. Almost as if strategically devised to further a plot. But anyway... Our listener didn't tell me exactly how they pissed off the other group, so I took the liberty of filling in the blanks myself. You see, this other group of people 
also had a barbarian and gnome wizard pair of best friends. And they decided that our heroes were just a bunch of phonies. They were challenged to a best friend off, which ended up being kind of like an episode of the Newlyweds game. What is Strunk's goal in life? To suplex a dragon and pin a giant. Competing gnome, same question. Uh, probably world domination? We're sorry. The correct answer was to star in a Broadway show. Our hero best friends win, obviously. Our heroes are camping out in the woods, just trying to reconnect with nature, really get back to their roots. Just as they're on their second verse of Kumbaya, there's an ambush. The opposing best friend group has come to exact revenge and reclaim their rightful title as BFFLs, or Biffles. The party jumps up from their seats around the fire. There's arrows flying, people charging and yelling. It's chaos. Then Strunk turns to look at Zildon. It was as if it was all happening in slow motion. He watched as the barbarian of the opposing group swung his weapon towards his biffle. It hit him square in the ribs. Strunk saw red. He also heard some dubstep playing in his head, which if you ask me, sounds like a serious indication he should see a specialist. But you know, cue the music. Zildon, using the quick thinking that won him the Biffle title, casts Autoluk's Resilient Sphere. It completely encapsulates the barbarian in what is essentially a giant impenetrable hamster ball that's also weightless. Strong takes a second to power up Super Saiyan style, only much quicker, and takes off towards the boss. All the while, an emotional montage plays in his head. He remembers skipping through fields with Zildon on his shoulders, murdering hordes of orcs together. How his best friend would have comforted him if he had been a person that cries. But he totally isn't, except that one time. Strength approaches the barbarian, preparing to swing his maul. And swing he does. Like Babe Ruth at the World Series, he swings his giant hammer with the force of Thor wielding Mjolnir. It connects with this magical hamster ball. And remember, this sphere is completely weightless. So what happens when an unstoppable force meets a very, very movable object? That sphere launched into the air at an unbelievable speed. The sound of the hit echoed through the forest. Everyone stopped. They stood open-mouthed in disbelief as the loser barbarian soared higher and higher, disappearing above the clouds. And that is how Strength sent the first man into outer space. Sildon made a full recovery, and he and Strength were never challenged for the title of Biffle ever, ever again. And they lived happily ever after. The... And thanks for listening. 
to submit a fail, email me at bedtimefairyfails at gmail.com or message me on Facebook. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram as Bedtime Fairy Fails and Twitter as BT Fairy Fails.